Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion, sponsored this week by Brockman's Gin. Now, we know that our listeners are a pretty entrepreneurial lot, with many small producers and artisans among you. So we thought you'd like to hear how to create a brand from scratch. Brockman's co-founder, Bob Fawkes, is a man who knows a thing or two about drinks. He spent 20 years working across the world on every kind of drink there is, from tequila to rum. Now, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the gin he created with three friends, which made a cool £8.2 million this year alone, he took me to Bar Bohemia in Brighton to tell me how he set about changing gin's image from a sunset drink with ice and a slice to the choice of the millennials. When we started, that was the gin uh, imagery. It was a very golf club, it was very English garden, fates and cricket and summer, and there's still a lot of that around, and that was the focus of, of gin. And, and one thought we had was actually, those spirits are actually pretty much about night and dark and cool bars. So we thought, well, can we create a gin around that whole concept? So that's really interesting. So you're creating a brand with an idea right at its core so it's not so much at that point about taste and flavour it's a concept with aesthetic right at its core yeah it has to meet you and your lifestyle it has to and that can be the name the look the feel all of it has to work together to talk to you as if, as if it's a friend really. yeah. you're hanging around in a bar with it so you, you know, <laughs> it has to be a good friend <laughs> It's a story of marketing, ultimately, isn't it? I mean, yes, of course, it's got to be something that tastes nice. But what is it for you? What is behind this this drinks revelation? Oh, drive for taste. People are looking for taste, and people are much more selective about taste. I, I remember years, ten years ago, I used to talk to people about gin, and they wouldn't really ask you why yours was different from yeah. another. Well, now they do. And now they understand a little bit more about the process, things called botanicals that help to make up that taste. And they start to ask questions about the recipe and why you taste different. So I think it's changed radically. As Michael O'Flaherty, Bohemia's resident mixologist, lined up the tasting glasses, I asked Bob if he thought that as consumers became more food literate, with restaurants introducing them to new ingredients, they became more interested in what ingredients could do to their drinks. I think you've got that absolutely right. I mean, 20 years ago, I worked on gin ideas with a, with a big gin brand and we took them all over the world and it was extremely difficult to talk to consumers about the elements that make the important elements that make up a gin recipe which are the botanicals they didn't actually know what we were talking about they thought gin was gin was gin and that was it and they really didn't want to discuss it at all and i think that's the change now just you know 
we can talk to people and say, well, we've used more blueberries and blackberries, or we've got uh, Bulgarian coriander in this, or our juniper berries are from Macedonia, or whatever we say, it's it's met with interest now, whereas, whereas 20 years ago it wasn't. You know, there's a spirit of discovery. You know, people will go on websites and, and look it up, or, you know, scan your QR code or do something wonderful like that, uh, and find out more about you immediately, and then share that image or that idea with their friends. So, you know, the conversation is going on all the time. But ultimately, it's all about the taste. Bob explained how to tell the difference between what we think of as gin and Brockman's smoother, more citrusy drink. First thing to do is to try Brockman's alongside a, Lon- a classic London dry stuff. OK, so Michael, you your finest London gin, please. I like this job. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, just nose both of them. Um, one rule is always nose with your mouth open. Let the air go through so that you get more just of your like aroma. Just like wine. You can just taste it on the tip of your tongue just okay. to explore the, the, the relative dryness between the two and then have a, a sort of a more full uh, mouth and swish it around. And okay. Compare them from there. That's much more what I would consider to be gin. That's classic. That's, classic yeah. gin. As the regulations say, you've got that predominant note of juniper which is kind of lavender camphor nose and taste and then you've got the kind of dry elements the woody notes of things like angelica and orris root coming through okay we're going to go back here to the, the brockman yeah now what are you getting on that one uh, off the top, straight away you get fruit, yes, so you get blueberries yeah. and blackberries. Yeah. Underneath that you get citrus. As you swirl it around your mouth or the glass to get the, the nose, you'll get more of the classic gin notes. So you'll get juniper around about the middle, mm-hmm. and then followed by some of those earthy notes I described earlier. I would say that's the London and that was the Brockmans. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. If I wanted that as a long drink, what would I put with that? Well, great gin and tonic. I mean, it's a natural, so our recommendation is... Um, pink grapefruit peel with two blueberries. Two blueberries don't impart much flavour, but they just signal the point of difference, the berry notes within the gin. The pink grapefruit peel is very good at opening up all the elements of, of Brockman's with the tonic, so you're getting all those flavours going on at once. Um, right. So no. Michael now has a much bigger glass, and this yeah. is looking much more like a gin glass. Is it important to have more air going on? It's not about... Yeah, the bigger the glass opens up the aromas of the drink and of the gin. So the more round and base, it's like a really good red wine glass, a good Bordeaux, you want all that elements, you want to get all the flavour, all the smells. The nose is the most important thing of your taste buds. Without the nose, you're not going to be able to taste anything. So this really opens up and get you ready for a really good gin, gin and tonic. And if you are buying an expensive gin that's got more botanicals on in it you need to use a glass that's that's rounder so you can swish it around you open up all those elements if it's a cheaper gin it's got less botanicals it? so i only believe in doubles so it should always be a good measure of gin um in the really old cocktail books are they um their normal measure they say a measure of wine of course after we do the measure of wine for a normal gin and tonic we will be on the floor quite quickly <laughs> so double gin the ice will help with the dilution the more ice you have in a drink, the less it's going to dilute and you're going to have a more flavorful drink. Pink grapefruit, zest the grapefruit on top of the edge. So you get all the oils coming into it and on the edge, fresh berries. Realistically, there's so many different types of tonics. You've got aromatic tonic, Mediterranean tonic, normal dry tonic. 
I mean, it's very citrusy because, of course, it's got that amazing pink grapefruit. Yeah, you're getting just those different rebalance of botanicals, really, and new botanicals. So you're getting blueberries, blackberries, citrus all coming to the fore, and that um, pink grapefruit's helping emphasise that. Mm. And, and you're right, when we first launched, there was we decided not to go into retail because I think people would have been quite surprised if they brought the bottle home without help of people like Michael to yeah. say, well, this is why it tastes different. But you are in retail now. We are in retail. So how, what's happened? What's the education been to enable people to take that home and, and try out themselves? Are people more gin literate than they were when you set up 10 years ago? Yes, everything was dry, pretty much dry gin when we first launched. So it was actually difficult to, to get consumers, a lot of people said it's had really gin. It's kind of reaction we expect, expected because most mindset was the London style of gin. So... Um, We've invested a lot in tasting, so we, we, we spend a lot of time at gin festivals, we spend a lot of time doing mini gin, gin festivals with our customers in bars, explaining the taste and my problem is different. So gin festivals, it goes back to the experience of the emotional response to drinking gin or drinking anything. Oh, it's all about discovery. People want to learn. I mean, the popularity of gin festivals has been amazing. I, think. I know people do want to go to those masterclasses that we, have, we run when we're there, and they're full. You know, yeah. and they're very popular and people want to know about the history of gin. When we set out, we, we said we weren't going to just create something that was a simple tweak on what was already out there. There was a lot of people doing variations on London Dry Gin. So we thought we'd make a big leap and create something that was like no other gin. And the expression like no other has become our line. So when you start using that line, you have to have communication that looks like that. So we run events where things happen that surprise consumers. Like an acrobat falls from the ceiling and pours you a, a, an amazing cocktail. <laughs> so we've done that all over the country now. So, And we, we do stunt videos. So last year our stunt video was a lift. Uh, and it just said press for gin as one of the numbers. We had one, two, three, and I think four was press for gin. And people just stared at it, pressed the button. And the lift, instead of opening out, it was in a normal office, instead of opening out into what they expected, it was uh, a full-on bar serving G&T. Fantastic. We do a lot of that kind of surprising stuff, and that's what we like to do. We've also done a lot of art films, so we've commissioned people to to write stories around Brockmans that that kind of evoke that mysterious style and, and surprise. And then it was back to Michael, the mixologist to send us home with his own Brockman's creation. This is called a Mayday SOS. You want amazing flavours, you want a nice drink that can get you going. But also, a drink that, when I saw design cocktails, especially certain cocktails, this is a drink that you can take away yourself, you can make it at home. You don't need a lot to it, but all the flavours, all the aromas are there. Go on, it's nice talk us through. Once again, really nice, big goblet, or you can use a highball. This is orange marmalade. Normally, I, because I've been shopping today, I normally make fresh orange marmalade in-house. Two big teaspoons of marmalade. Classic Angus Ruas, just one dash. A tiny amount because like bitters are so concentrated, they have so much flavor, you only need a little bit. It's like salt and different peppers seasoning for the cocktail. Gonna use Peixar bitters, two dashes. Peixar is more aromatic flavours that blends really well with the Brockmans. And with cocktails, it's always 
a double measure or more. What you find a lot of the classic cocktails, they always call for over 50 mils to 100 mils of pure spirit. They're made to be punchy, powerful, and to get you ready for a really, really good night. Add ice. Ice is really important. The size of your cubes is going to determine how hard and how quick you're going to get it cold and diluted. So the bigger ice, clearer the better. I always strain, double strain the glass. What that does is get rid of the leftover small ice particles and of the shards. So they're not going to dilute the drink too much. So that is a syrupy, beautiful sort of marmalade gin. That's going to be amazing, isn't yeah, it? It looks it's incredible, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah, this is pink tonic. Smaller the amount, the better. Mm -hmm. It's just to be garnished with blueberries, raspberry, pink grapefruit, and a hint of orange. Now that, Bob, is phenomenal. But Michael's Marmalade Mayday SOS didn't seem like a call for help to me, and I asked Bob, the brand man, to rename it. Sniffing the citrus, he immediately came up with a night in Seville. Before we stepped out into the steamy streets of Brighton with a feel of flamenco still in our souls, I asked him what advice he had for entrepreneurial delicious listeners who are thinking of making their own drinks brand. Do that combination of product meets brand. Don't just think, I'm just going to distill a product. Um, think about what that brand has to say and how it's going to eventually talk to consumers because it will have to at some point so develop both in terms of brand personality and product both develop them both in tandem that's what we do um, and then develop a, a very thick skin um, face up to a lot of rejection for a couple of years and be very patient but but remain true to what you set out to do i don't think we've wavered as one inch off what we set out to do in terms of what the brand was about or where we wanted to develop it. Some things take longer, some things go quicker. You get surprised along the way. Thanks for listening to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion, sponsored this week by Brockman's Gin. I'll be back next week with more stories, interviews and features from the world of food and drink. See you next week. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.